back once again doing a duo podcast we've done this in a little bit it's been a minute yep how's it going guys uh you know, it's gonna be weird just have one person to bounce off of but no it's a good different so we just decided we we're gonna do a, a bit of a kind of trade deadline episode just checking in see what everybody's got on their trade bait here and seeing if anybody had any interesting deals that we're planning on looking at since the trade deadline is coming up here on Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. So we're just going to run through each team's trade bait and give a little bit of a, uh, I guess, suggestion for what we would do if we were in the owner's shoes, depending on their situation for how they're doing so far this year and their outlook towards the end of the year. So we'll just go team by team. And we will start with the two teams that don't actually have trade bait currently, and that would be Tony and Jabir. We will start first with Jabir. So Aaron, do you think Jabir has any moves he can make that would possibly be beneficial for him towards the end of the year, seeing as his record is currently 3-7? and seven. He's a bit outside of the playoff race. Yeah, if I... I think Jabir probably knows that he's probably out of the playoffs at this point, and... um if he has any kind of veterans, if I was Jabir, I'd probably be looking to to move. Uh, specifically, he has Larry Fitzgerald, who I'm sure that there's a couple of teams who could use a wide receiver and wouldn't mind giving up, you know, maybe a younger player or a, potentially some kind of draft pick uh, just as a rental, you know, just like how teams do in the actual NFL and whatnot. Um, Carlos Hyde's probably another guy who might not do much for him in the future, but Jabir could get a little bit of value out of uh, right here before the trade deadline. Yeah, I was going to mention Fitzgerald. He might actually retire here at the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see what happens with the absence of Tyler Lockett. Now he could potentially miss a few games here with a leg injury. He might be looking to get a little bit younger, maybe move Fitzgerald. Uh, probably looking to move one of those linebackers as well, potentially. He's getting really, really good production out of Shaq Thompson, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Evans, especially, who's kind of turned it on recently for the Titans. Had a crazy game this weekend. So a few moves can be made for him. Like I said, a little bit outside of playoff contention, so we'll see if he decides to do anything here. And the next team we got is Tony, the Toronto Tauntauns. ton of players that can be moved here on his roster. I'm looking at the tight end position in particular, something that he might be looking to upgrade here. He hasn't gotten much production from the position. It looks like 8.5 points on the year, seeing as Chris Herndon has been a massive bust and injury prone ever since he came back from his suspension. So depending on what he's trying to do, uh, probably move a few players for picks, maybe, well, not Deshaun Jackson, but maybe one of these other wide receivers like Marvin Jones, or uh, maybe MVS if there's anyone interested in a young player and try to just uh, get some more picks here because he's currently running for the number one pick going into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely teams out there that have a plethora of tight ends. Um, when you look at Dan, he's got a couple tight ends that aren't really playing for him and Kai Rudolph and Gerald Everett. Uh, I have a bunch of tight ends. And, um, you know, I don't think Tony needs a 
stud or anything, but when you've only gotten eight points the entire year out of a position, uh, might want to get somebody out there to uh, to fill some gaps. But, but yeah, I think if he was going to make that move, he probably would have made it earlier in the season. So now at this point, just like Jabir, if there was any veterans who I didn't think were going to make much of an impact going forward, I would probably be looking to move them on for uh, some kind of draft picks if I was Tony. Yep, just stock up, get as many picks as possible, just p- figure out what you can do for the future with the double running back stack there. You've got CMC and Nick Chubb as the future for this roster. So probably look to move some of those older pieces and just stack towards the future. Now we're going to head into some of the actual trade bait listed teams here. I'm going to go straight down the list here from the website. So first we actually have Aaron and he's got under his will give up section. We have Matt Ryan, Deshaun Hamilton, Jarvis Landry, Dante Pettis, and DD Westbrook. So why did you pick those guys to put on your list here? Uh, well, Matt Ryan was more, I said it a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was whenever there was a bunch of injuries in the, in the league at the quarterback position and, uh, some, you know, there was a lot more teams in contention in our league. I figured that if somebody wanted to make a trade for a quarterback, Matt Ryan's been putting up pretty good numbers this year. Not that I want to get rid of him, but I was just kind of entertaining offers. And then the receivers, uh, most of these guys, like I'm really deep at the receiver position, obviously. And so these guys aren't really making my lineup. But in the case of Landry and Dee Dee Westbrook, I think that they're both capable flex receivers who put up solid points each week. And then Pettis and Hamilton are more of uh, developmental stashes or whatever. And so I was just looking to, uh, if anybody wanted to make a trade for a receiver, I've got plenty. And those are the ones that I was most willing to part with, but certainly listening to offers for pretty much everybody. Looking at your roster, if I could see any potential moves being made, it would just be to, like you are mentioning right now, just try to move one of those wide receivers and try to recoup some more picks for them. And then I have to ask you while I'm looking at it, why are you still rostering Gronk? I mean, he, uh, I think he has till week 13 to make a decision if he wants to come back or not. And I mean, if he doesn't, decide to come back by you know this week i'll probably drop him because i was mainly looking to flip him if he did come back but given that there's not a ton out there on waivers right now it didn't really hurt to hold him all right we can just flip the script here real quick uh next up is cole with your team you uh you have brian hill will fuller jared cook and demario davis on the trade block and you're looking for win-now talent specifically at defensive end and running back. So the floor is yours to uh, explain yourself. At the moment, like the description says on the website, I am looking for defensive end and running back depth. Maybe just something slight, something small. Uh, Probably any upgrades at defensive end would be helpful as I've pretty much been riding Aaron Donald and Matt Ioannidis for the whole year. And I have a bunch of other scrubs in there that haven't really done too much. And then at running back, yeah, pretty much anything that could provide me some potential depth down the stretch. Uh, Brian Hill is up there because he's going to be a pretty solid player for the rest of the year for the Falcons, depending on how long Freeman is going to be out. He's probably not going to be on that roster next year. I'm pretty sure they can get out of his contract. 
So this is sort of an audition of sorts for Hill here at the end of the year. If he gets the starting gig going forward, if Freeman doesn't come back, uh, Will Fuller is obviously one of those players that can pop off at any point. I already have four wide receivers that I'm starting on a weekly basis, so he's somebody I can uh, bear to get rid of. And then Jared Cook, obviously uh, not going to be a starter probably at any point for me here. I'm still going to ride the O.J. Howard train, probably Darren Fells, Dallas Goddard, pretty much just kind of flip a coin on those guys each week. Cook's a little bit older, but if anybody needs a tight end for the end of the year stretch, that's what I got for that. And then Demario Davis, he's obviously going to be a good flex linebacker here going forward for the next few years, but I've actually got pretty good linebackers in my core, so I'm looking to see if I can move him for some type of late-round pick as well. Yeah, just uh, kind of looking through the teams in the league, um, the two that really jump off to me is uh, potential trade partners. You've are Actually, three, you've got uh, Nick, Jabir, and Devin are all pretty deep at defensive end, so maybe... When we get to them, we can see if there's any kind of deal that would make sense for both groups or whatnot. But um, there's definitely teams out there that have plenty of defensive end talent. Yes, sir. With that, we're going to move to the next team here, Joey. He's got on the block Kirk Cousins, Adam Vinatieri, and Harold Landry. So Harold Landry has also kind of come on a bit recently. He's actually had a really, really solid year this year. Second-year player kind of broke out, so that's also good for the Titans. They've got some really good young defensive pieces there. Got to be feeling good as a Titans fan. The uh, Adam Vinatieri on the block is interesting. I wonder if he's gotten any bites for that. I wouldn't know. And Kirk Cousins, of course, has kind of come on recently. So we'll see if anybody makes any moves towards that, but not too much here on the block for Joey at the moment. No, I still don't think Joey knows whether he wants to compete or not, because actually, uh, as it currently stands, he's in the playoffs as a wild card. But um, he, his plan was always to not be very good this season, so he's in a little bit of a, you know, a standoff with himself. Uh, he could definitely look to acquire some depth at receiver and running back. Uh, obviously, he's pretty barren at tight end, especially if George Kittle's out this week. He only has Ricky Seals-Jones. And, um, yeah, I mean, he has really good production as linebacker, so he could look to trade John Bostic or Harold Landry if somebody in the playoffs is really desperate for a linebacker. But, um, but yeah, I think he just, if he's going to make any moves, it's probably just to acquire some depth at the key skill positions. Yeah, Joey, we were talking about this last week here. If you're still looking to move for a tight end, I can move Jared Cook to you for cheap. Just let me know. But now he's got plenty of wide receivers here if he is trying to build towards next year, which he's 6-4 and four in the playoff race, so it wouldn't make sense to move towards next year. But if he is looking to move some of those wide receivers, those young guys have been performing really, really well. Darius Slayton especially coming on. He has more points this year than Juju, which is kind of crazy. Looking at that, he has .5 more than Juju on the season, 80.5. Pretty nutty. Christian Kirk came on last game. Stephon Diggs has been a beast. John Brown's been really good. So any of those young guys, he could move for some picks. But I mean, he's looking really solid all around here. Just a good young team. We'll see if he makes any moves here before the trade deadline. And maybe we can finally uh, make that trade for Juju that's been in the works for six months now, Joey. Just saying. <laughs> all right, coming next, we got Dylan. So he's only got one person on his trade block, and it's been the same for, I feel like, months now. It's just DJ Moore. Nothing else here at the moment. He's got a really, really good win now roster here. Mike Evans 
He's been putting up crazy points on a weekly basis here to go along with more. He's been rather consistent this year. Mark Cooper's been great. Jameson Crowder's been coming on, and Julian Edelman's been decent throughout the year as well. So what kind of moves do you see here for Dylan as he looks like he's still in a win-now situation? Well, at this point, Dylan's pretty much in, in the playoffs, as in he cannot lose another game. He's He's two games back in the division, and he's a game back for the wild card, and I believe he faces both Devin and Joey to end the season, or maybe it's Nick and Joey. He's got he has a tough schedule, and he needs to win out. So, if he's looking to make a move, Dylan's the kind of guy who I think could benefit from trading for Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I don't think it would cost a ton, but that would just give him a little more, you know, a little bit more of an option at the uh, the flex position. Um, his his defensive line, while he has a lot of bodies, I don't think any of them are giving him that top end performance that he probably needs to make it deep in the playoffs. So maybe a trade with one of those teams I mentioned before might be in his best interest. And um, yeah, I mean, if he thinks that he has a chance to win this season, I think he just has to make some kind of move to shore up his roster here this week because uh, he has, you know, a solid team in place, but he just isn't picking up the wins consistently as of right now. He's been getting some pretty crazy linebacker production all year long with Martinez, Littleton, and Keekley, And then Jamal Adams had a 27-point game this week. That's pretty nutty. But yeah, probably some type of smaller move for Dylan, if I had to guess here, going into week 11 here, something small, just to add a little bit of depth for that little playoff push here at the end of the year. All right, next we got Devin. So in Devin's description for his trade block, he has picks for lower impact players if you want a higher impact player slash young potential we'll be looking for a wide receiver upgrade so we've got a nice mix of players here for Devin on his trade block two quarterbacks two running backs a tight end and a linebacker he looks to be competing though here end of the year getting crazy running back production out of Chris Carson Devin Cook and Melvin Gordon and Josh Jacobs here so just a little bit of a upgrade here needed for him for a playoff push if I had to guess yeah, um, Devin's in a similar spot to Dylan where I think they have to kind of make a push to make the playoffs here at the end of the year because that East Division is really tough. And for both teams, actually, neither of them have their first-round pick this year. So, And I actually don't think either of them have their second round either. Um, so really, it's kind of to their benefit to make trades that are going to help them win this year because they don't really have, you know, picks like it doesn't hurt them if their picks are higher or lower this year because they don't have any and especially with Devin he's got kind of an easier schedule as he faces Tony Joey and then Nick to end the year so if I was Devin I would probably look to bolster my receiving core whether that be to improve upon one of the receivers I already have outside of Kenny Galladay or if I was looking to move one of those running backs that he has because he does have a lot and try to acquire a, I don't know, a better receiver or an equal level talent at the receiver position instead. Because receiver's really been, I feel like, his biggest downside. Um, That and probably tight end. Maybe he could try to hit up Dan for like Gerald Everett or something to get some kind of production as we head into the end of the year. 
AB being out has really hurt him over the last few weeks here, but Josh Gordon in Seattle should provide some points to go along with Curtis Samuel and Kenny Galladay on a weekly basis here. But yes, just some type of small trade to get some more receiving points there because the rest of the roster has been really good. This running back core is probably the best in the league based off total points this year. So I expect a playoff push from this team going into week 11. Next, we got the Denver Duckies. He's got four players on his trade block. Two players that have performed at a superstar level this year. You got Julio Jones, Todd Davis at linebacker, Gerald Everett at tight end, and Eddie Jackson, the Chicago Bears safety. So Dan's also in a really good spot at the moment. He's six and four, riding the momentum going into week 11 here, getting really good production out of Cooper Cup this year. I don't think anybody was expecting that much of a rebound from Cup, kind of going off what he was last year as a high-end wide receiver one. So yeah, I think Dan just needs a little bit of a push here. Quarterback's actually been his weak spot this season. You weren't really expecting Jared Goff to kind of trail off that much, but he's been getting pretty good production overall from his entire roster, but quarterback's just been holding him back. Yeah, definitely quarterback, I would say, has been the weak spot for Dan, uh, whether it was when he had Mitch Trubisky or now with Daniel Jones and then Jared Goff is his lead guy. He's kind of struggled at the position. Um, so if I was Dan making a move with like let's say Joey since he has Kirk Cousins on the trade block or even one of his younger QBs maybe Joey would be willing to move that definitely might be in Dan's best interest because I do think he has a really good shot at making a playoff push towards the end of the year Um, and then I'd probably also look to acquire a running back if I was Dan Uh, even though he did just trade me Tariq Cohen last week he's kind of thin at the position um, especially because Austin Eckler is going to be on by next week and then Jamal Williams is on by this week. Um, so if I was him, I'd probably, maybe even with Devin, because he has a lot of running backs, as we mentioned. Uh, I don't know if Devin would be interested in his receivers, but maybe some kind of deal could be worked out there, or maybe even with like Tony, because he has a bunch of running backs. Um, just kind of spitballing here, but I do like Dan's team for the year, but maybe just a small move could... Uh, make him a strong contender heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I just try to make a move to get a more solid, rock-solid quarterback. Aside from that, he's getting great production out of his wide receivers. Terry McLaurin's kind of tailed off recently, but still gotten a good year out of him so far. So just a quarterback move is all I would do for Dan if I was in his shoes. All right, next we got Ryan, who doesn't actually have anybody currently listed on the trade block, but he does have a description in the details section, he's saying he is looking to trade a package of defensive players for a wide receiver or a running back. So based off his current roster, running back is definitely the need here. This Braid is hurt, and Peyton Barber is uh, benched pretty much. And then Brandon Bolden is like the fourth stringer for the Patriots, so it's pretty much all Le'Veon Bell and Jordan Howard here. So he's looking to get some, uh, some backup depth there at the running back position. And then wide receiver... Needs some more backup depth as well. Manuel Sanders just got hurt last night. Cortland Sutton's been a stud. Sammy Watkins has kind of trailed off. And Calvin Ridley's just been okay this year. So yeah, definitely for him looking to grab some more at the two most important positions, essentially. Yeah, I think this is um, just coming back to what we said at the beginning of the year, that the Achilles heel for Ryan's team was going to come down to the running backs and receivers. So I don't think he needs to make like a huge move or anything, like acquire a Christian McCaffrey or something like that. Um, I think he would actually be a great person to match up with Jabir for Carlos Hyde or Larry Fitzgerald 
because Ryan's trying to win and Jabir's trying to rebuild and get picks. So maybe some kind of deal could be worked out there. Um, trying to think of another player that really fits that mantra. Um, maybe Trent looks to off, you know, unload David Johnson. I'm not really sure if Trent's still trying to compete this year. But there's definitely options for Ryan. I don't think he has to, you know, go all the way in for this year. But I would definitely be looking to acquire somebody at those positions if I was him. Yeah, Ryan, if you're looking for something small, I can throw Brian Hill at you if he's going to be starting here for a while for the Falcons for a late-round pick. So just let me know. There's all kinds of small stuff that's just waiting to be had here, guys. Just got to kind of take a look around and see what your team needs are. But yeah, for him, just running back and wide receiver, small pieces that can kind of help get to the end of the year, get to the finish line essentially, but he is still in playoff contention. Just have to wait and see what he does. All right, next we got the number one seed in the league tied with Jason. Nick has on Johnson and Quan Alexander on his trade block right now. Two stud players, which is kind of interesting here. I guess he's just trying to move them. He is totally in a win now if he's got these guys on a trade block because they're young players that are going to be studs for years. But now he's got them in the detail section. He has on and Quan for picks or players still on the field. So he's looking to move them and get some guys that are going to be able to help or get some picks here. So I feel like he just needs, I guess, a little bit of running back depth here because he's currently going to be fielding James Conner, who is actually hurt at the moment, and then it's going to be Sony Michelle starting each week, or Latavius Murray, because LaShawn McCoy was a healthy scratch, and Mark Walton is actually suspended, so the running back position is looking a little shaky going into the playoffs, and maybe some type of small-time move potentially for him. He's still got a million wide receivers, just not many of them are currently in play necessarily. A lot of those rookies aren't really seeing the field too much, so it just needs something at running back and wide receiver, maybe one or two small picks there. So somebody with running backs and wide receivers hit this man up. Well, I think the biggest issue for Nick is that uh, the two teams that I see that kind of fit that mold the best are both in his division and are both trying to make the playoffs in Dylan and Devin because uh, they're both really deep at the running back position, but I don't think they're going to actually look to help Nick out just because they're in division. So you might have to think outside the box, maybe even um, make some kind of trade with you because I know you have a bunch of running backs or uh, potentially Jason, who we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nick's in a pretty good spot for this year, better than I was expecting heading into the start of the year. So uh, props to him for proving the haters wrong. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's loaded at receiver and quarterback, so just probably one or two running backs would be very beneficial for him. All right, next, the second-to-last team here in our trade special. We got Trent, who has a lot of players on his trade block. Starting off, we got Drew Brees, Andy Isabella, Trey Quinn, Zane Gonzalez, the second kicker on the list here, Vaughn Miller, the 2020 second-round pick from the Denver Duckies is on the trade block. And Devonta Freeman. He's got a nice variety of stuff there. The uh, only pick available for trade here on the trade block is Trent's here, which is actually the Denver Duckies. So, yeah, I'm sure that other teams are willing to move picks and whatnot. Just Trent had it explicitly stated that it was available. 
Uh, it's kind of unfortunate what's happened to Trent's team because he started the year super hot, but has just dealt with a lot of injuries to David Johnson and then Chase Edmonds. And then Adam Thielen's been out for several weeks. And so he's just uh, he's had some bad luck. And I do still like his team, but it might be too late for this season because he has lost a bunch of games and there's only three weeks left. So maybe if I was Trent, I would be looking to move a Alshon Jeffrey or a um, maybe even a David Johnson or a Devonta Freeman, see if I could acquire some younger running backs of similar talent. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't have a name prepared or anything, but if I was Trent, I'd probably start looking toward the future for next year. Um, but yeah, kind of unfortunate what happened to his team. This is kind of what we were thinking at the beginning of the year when we came in. He's got a really, really good top-heavy roster. It's a little bit older, so if there were some type of injuries, it might be a little difficult. So like, this is kind of the the bad luck side of what could have happened to his roster here. So he's going to be starting Leonard Fournette and then either Malcolm Brown, Gus Edwards, or Quadri Allison here because David Johnson's probably going to... I mean, he'll be on the field, but... He didn't look right against the Buccaneers the other day. I feel like they might end up shutting him down here soon. Freeman's probably going to miss. And then Chase Edmonds is going to miss. So the running back position is really hurting right now. But got some good older wide receivers that he could be looking to ship off. So there's plenty of potential here. If he wants to stock up on picks, we'll just have to see what he wants to do. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is karma for all those uh, 0-4 jokes he was throwing my way at the beginning of the year. Because um, now I'm one win behind him. So, uh not to throw shade or anything, but I think I mentioned this in uh, one of the chats earlier. You're doing the Miami Dolphins school of tanking where you were looking like you're going to go all out at the beginning of the year and then start winning games all of a sudden. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. At no point was I tanking. I was merely accepting the fact that my team could not win a game and, you know, stopped fighting it. That's all it was. Never tanked. Maybe that is exactly what the Dolphins were doing in real time. Maybe the Bengals are just that bad that they're worse than the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll get to our last team here, this trade show that we've got going for you. So we've got Jason. He's our last on the list, and he's got a nice cast of characters here on his trade block as well. Linebacker for the Falcons, Devondre Campbell. Running back, Ty Johnson. Wide receiver James Washington, who he acquired from Joey earlier in the year, who Joey acquired from uh, Nick earlier in the year, Tyrell Williams, and Calais Campbell. So a lot of different positions there. And then his description, he has looking for picks or some type of package for a wide receiver one, would be willing to add others on my roster for a solid wide receiver. So he's just looking for that tier one wide receiver here. So Robert Woods has kind of underperformed this season. Golden Tate's come on recently, and Mark Mike the and Nicole Hardman has also played pretty well recently. But he's just kind of looking for that stud to stick in there in the lineup to go with his two, three really good running backs. He's got there with Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry and Todd Gurley's also underperformed a little bit, but he's still been solid throughout the season. So just looking for a wide receiver there to finish everything off. Yeah, uh, Jason's kind of known for weeks that the spot that he needs to improve is that wide receiver core particularly at the top uh, unfortunately for him there aren't really a ton of teams that i really see looking to move a wide receiver one caliber player um if there is one 
that might work out in Jason's favor. I feel like Trent, if he does decide to retool, he might look to move Adam Thielen. And we all know Thielen has the talent to be the receiver one, especially in Minnesota. Um, but he was injured for a lot of this year, and so he's kind of fallen down the ranks a little bit. But I think he's coming back healthy now, so maybe it would be in Jason's best interest to make a deal for Adam Thielen. I'm not sure what that would cost. Um, if Devin's decides to give up on the season, maybe trading for Kenny Galladay or even Tony. You could go out and get Marvin Jones because um, Tony's done with the season. Uh, there's a lot of receivers that he could go out and get, um, but just depends on how far Jason's willing to, uh, you know, dive all in as to what he could get in return. So, yeah, just wanted to hop on, talk a little bit of the uh, trade deadline with uh, with Cole here, and get that out to you guys. I'll just a uh, quick heads up that on Thursday at 4 p.m., you're not going to be able to send trades anymore from that time up until the end of week 16 because that's when our championship is uh besides that the whole rest of the year you're able to make trades but for those five weeks or so you're not going to be able to make moves so if you're trying to contend or if you're trying to rebuild now's the time to make some moves for players that might not help you out in the future let's get some moves going boys it's almost playoff time let's get this bread like he said, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 p.m. Central on Thursday the 14th. That's the trade deadline. Yeah, and that 4 p.m. deadline is pretty strict. Uh, it's The website's going to automatically shut down trades at that point. It's not going to be me disabling them. So if it's you know 3.55 and you're trying to get a deal through, uh, you know, good luck because it's going to be you against the uh, AI at that point. And from us here, we know it's been about a month since we put out a pod, so we just felt like we need to get you guys some content. So we'll be back again here soon with another episode. Thank you for listening, and good luck in week 11. Keep your stick on the ice. I don't like that. (laughs) It's good that we're doing that. Oh, no.